Welcome everyone, you are listening to the I Am A Sparching Podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show, it will probably suck. Scott the Fane Knowles and you are listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR podcast. Guess what? On this episode you get to hear from me simply because of the fact I've been super busy. I didn't have time to uh, schedule someone to interview this week but Asheville was super awesome and it was super awesome for me. I wanted to uh, share how the race went. So just to set the picture and the story for this race, two weeks prior to this race, I couldn't sleep and I got up really early and uh, was uh, going to do a workout at my house and I guess I wasn't warmed up enough or probably using bad form, but I was doing some kettlebell swings with a 45-pound kettlebell and I, I felt a pinch in my lower back and I I thought to myself, well, I better stop and do a different exercise, you know, and just stay away from back exercises. And within five minutes, I couldn't bend over and I was in excruciating pain and it was all I could do to get dressed to uh, go to work that morning. And uh, there's uh, one of the uh, medical buildings that I'm over in maintenance. Uh, There's a chiropractor there, so... I scheduled an appointment to go see him and he could tell that I definitely was, you know, swelling there and he popped my neck and my spine in like 20 different places. And so, you know, a few days later it was was feeling a lot better, but still not a hundred percent. And I went and saw him again, uh, before the race. And it was, uh, within, within four days, I was, I would say I was probably back at 95%, but the day it happened, I was like, crap, I'm not going to be able to do Asheville if this doesn't get better. So I went back to see the chiropractor and he popped me all over again. And I was at the point there where as long as I was using good posture and I wasn't sitting for a long period of time, my back was perfectly fine. So in previous years, Asheville, Asheville's always a fun race. No matter what, it's always a fun race. I personally have always had bad results at the race well the first year I run with a team and we just went out there and had a good time run open heat um and 2016 was the year that it was like super long I think it was like 10 or 11 miles and it went up an incline that just kept going and going and going and it it was a really hot race that year too the sandbag was super hard a lot of people got stung by yellow jackets or bees or something like that. And what was funny about 2016 at Asheville is I was on vacation at Daytona Beach and I got back from vacation Thursday, got in the car Friday morning and drove to Asheville. And I ate like crap the whole time I was on vacation, probably only ran like three miles 
So I was fat and sassy going into that race, and I could totally feel it. There was one picture of me. I was like, dang, I look fat in that picture. And so 2016, I failed failed a bunch of obstacles. I think I even failed the Z-Wall in 2016. I slipped off of it. And uh, I failed the Hercules hoist because it rained the night before, and Hercules hoist was really, really heavy. I don't even think Robert Killian did it at that race. That was the year that Hunter McIntyre won that race. Uh, trying to think if I failed anything else that year. I think I hit my spear. Wait. Yes, I hit my spear because Jason Hart missed it, and that was where I caught up with him. I failed the monkey bars. That's what I did. I failed the monkey bars, and that was like one of the first times I'd ever failed the monkey bars. And I was like, what the crap? Because I remember, because Lindsay Webster was over there doing her burpees, and when I fell off the monkey bars, I screamed an F-bomb like as loud as I could, and it was so loud, I saw her look up at me. (laughs) I had to go over there and apologize. So Let's see. So 2000 and... So... I just remember in 2016, I was just out of breath and about to die the whole time. My heart rate, I just couldn't get it to lower down. And even when I was walking up the inclines, I just remember I was just, I couldn't catch my breath. I, I think I, I went out too fast and everything. So that was a bad, it was a bad race. But I mean, we finished and it was fun. So, I mean, that's what it's all about. And in 2017 was the first year they brought the tire flip. And, um... Went to the open house there, you know, met a lot of the, you know, the pros that were going to be there. And and Saturday was a good race. Uh, I failed, I think I, I failed Olympus. And that was when I was still going sideways on Twister, but I think I still made Twister. I think I might have failed my spear there too. So my results weren't, weren't great, but I mean, I finished. So, so, but on... I think, you know, it was an NBC race also, so I think I was like in the 80-something place in Elite in 2017. On Sunday, though, there was a sprint, and I was having like an awesome race. And if any of you remember in Asheville in 2017, you come into the venue, it was spear throw, barbed wire, rolling mud, slip wall, and all of that was flawless. I hit the spear and I was like, cool, maybe today's going to be my day. And Dan Weber was right in front of me. And uh, I was thinking I'm having a good race. And I was thinking, I was just guesstimating at that point. We were probably in a high teen position or maybe like low 20th position. And we get to the rope climb and I climbed the first one, it was really slick, and, and then I try another one, and it just slips out of my hands, and at that point, a, a couple of people had already passed me, and I don't know why I didn't try a different rope, but anyway, I just got pissed off, and went over there and started doing my burpees, uh, failed Olympus, it was super wet, it was wet on Saturday also, so I failed it, uh, tire flip was right after that I couldn't get my fingers under it and I was just frustrated and just uh you know because I'd already lost so many positions so I failed it failed twister and then you went over that bridge thing that's right there at the entrance and I made the multi-rig so it was a real bummer because uh, I think I ended up placing like 53rd 
And I'd never done that many burpees at a race ever. That was the most I'd ever done. And I think Dan got his coin at that race. And at that, I mean, I was trying to earn my coin last year. And so I was like, man, that sucks. You know, if I wouldn't have failed all those obstacles, I could have possibly earned my coin there. So that's why. I, so after that point, I told myself, I'm, I'm never going to get that frustrated at a race again, you know. And so this year, coming into Asheville, you know, I told myself that, you know, Asheville's always a pretty bad race for me. I'm going to go out there and have fun and just do my best, which is kind of after that point happened. I always told myself, you know, I'm going to go out there and have fun. Just try to do my best. What happens, happens. You know, it's hard not to get passionate about these races when when you fail an obstacle and you're doing good and and you're right there at the end. It, it's just hard not to get passionate and get frustrated. And, uh, man, that was just running such an awesome race and right there at the end it just blowing up it just you know magnified you know every failure and it was just i got pissed off i'm not even gonna lie so this year was a much better race for me we uh me and my awesome kick-ass wonderful girlfriend leanne left friday morning and she drove and uh i was you know and I don't know if it was just my mind messing with me, but like when we got in the car, I was just kind of feeling a little tense in my lower back. And I was thinking, you know what? I might not be able to flip this tire or what if I get there and flip this tire and my back pulls out on me again. And I'm sure she probably noticed it, that I was kind of quiet just in the car when we first started off, you know, but because I was just worrying about that, and, you know, I was thinking, you know what, I'll, when we get to the open house, I'll just try it, see what it feels like. If, if it feels like it's getting tight in my lower back, I'll just skip it and just go straight to burpees on, during the race. And so anyway, so when we arrived to Asheville, we, we go to downtown Asheville, going to find us a place to eat, and I think when we were looking for a parking place to go into the garage, garage we saw Amir and uh, Anne-Marie from the 4-0 group, uh, walking by, so I hit him up on Messenger, and I was like, hey, we just passed you, you know, we're going to get something to eat, and they said they were too, and we went to this place called the Beer Garden, but it wasn't spelled like B-E-E-R, it was B-E-I-R, or B-I-E-R, I don't know, but anyway, place was super good, I, um, I think me and Leanne both got the same thing, we got a bison burger with, uh, sweet potato fries, and it was awesome, it was a great burger, and uh, I don't drink, but Amir was there, and he said the beer was really, really good too. But uh, all three of us got the bison burger, and it was super good, super good. And we were there, I think, a pretty decent time. I think it was like a little after one or a little after two. It wasn't even busy. So if you're ever there in Asheville and you want a good burger, hit up the beer garden. It was really good. And Leanne was full after eating half of her, so I actually got to eat a burger and a half. Ha! Hashtag win. Um, so after that, I think we went to, uh, well, we walked around Asheville and, and my buddy Michael Robertson, uh, AKA bitch muffin meets us in Asheville and we walk around through a few stores and all. We walked some like coffee shop bakery type thing and it had a really good looking carrot cake in there and I got a piece of it, but it really wasn't that good. If anybody out there doesn't know, I love carrot cake and I love a good carrot cake. 
And uh, this one, it looked really good, but it, really, it was just okay. The cake was good. The icing on it was just okay. So after there, we leave there. Uh, I think we went and checked into the room, and we stayed at the Quality Inn in uh, Black Mountain. And there's only a couple of hotels in Black Mountain, which the Asheville Super is in Black Mountain, which is about 20 minutes east of Asheville. And the Quality Inn is very, it's a, it's a pretty nice hotel for uh, being only like three miles away from the venue. And it looked like they renovated it and uh, the rooms were a lot nicer this year than they were a few years ago when I stayed there. So, And uh, it was pretty much booked up with uh, Spartan Racers too. Um, so after we checked in there, we went to the venue, went to the open house. And let me tell you, the schedule for Asheville on weather.com or whatever, it had rained all week long. And we actually went to the venue wearing ponchos because it was raining when we went to the venue to the open house. And so when we got there, we practiced a spear throw and this is just the obstacles that were down in the festival area was, uh, it was kind of, you had, so the way the gauntlet went, the gauntlet wasn't at the end of the race. It was more towards the middle of the super. And on the sprint, it was kind of in the last mile, I think. So when you come into the gauntlet, it was rope climb, tire flip, rolling mud, slip wall, Olympus, and then you went back out into the woods and did the, the I think, you went into the woods, went into the creek. It was uh, monkey bars. Directly after monkey bars was sandbag, and I can't remember after the super, but on the sprint, once you did the sandbag, you pretty much run a little bit more, and then you come back into the venue, and the final obstacles for the venue were barbed wire, spear throw, that bridge thing that's always at the entrance, you know, that's over the cargo containers. And it was Hercules hoist finish line or fire jump finish. And so anyway, so we're there at the open house and Olympus is like my nemesis when it's wet. And I was thinking, awesome, it's wet right now. It's the best time to practice it to try to see if I can figure a way I can do it when it's wet. And so I try it going on the right side and, you know, I, I barely make it going on the, on the right side of a wall. And then I try it going on the left side of a wall and I, I work kind of work doing the, you cross your arms over how a lot of people do it. And I felt pretty good with that. And so I probably did it about five or six times and it, I was 50, 50. It didn't matter how, how I did it, you know, just being so wet and so nasty. If I can't use my feet on it, I, I just have some problems with it. So that was kind of like, I was already kind of worried about that anyway. So we go over to the tire flip and they're pretty wet, got water inside them. But I, I found that, you know, not all the tires, but there was a couple of tires that you could find a, a tread to get your fingers on. So getting your fingers on them, it, it wasn't a problem. I mean, you kind of had to feel around the treads and find the right spot to where you could get your fingers on it. So I flipped it a couple of times and it didn't feel like it was getting in my back. I just concentrated on holding my hips like super low. And so I didn't have any problems with that. So I, that was a big relief because 
I was kind of, I did not want to come to this race and jack my back up again because it was, it was pretty bad. So after that, we meet up with uh, Jason Hart and his girlfriend, uh, Kaylee, oh, I think it's Womack, I think, and their friend, uh, Matthew, and I forget, I forget Matthew's last name. We seen them there, and me and Jason Hart and, and Michael, we all go back to the 2015 Ohio race. I volunteered at that race, and I met Jason Hart there, so we've been friends pretty much ever since, and we've run a lot of races together. And uh, so we all go out to eat. We go to some barbecue place. I think it was like Phil's Barbecue or Bill's Barbecue or something. It was literally like a quarter of a mile away from the Quality Inn. And, and it was okay. Um, it was kind of one of those things. You It's kind of cafeteria style. You order your food. You pay for it. They call you. You go pick it up. It was pretty good. We got a, a, a pork quesadilla. And we were still pretty full from lunch. So me and... Leanne, we just shared it, and it was pretty good. I like pork quesadillas. There's a place in my town called Pit Stop that makes an awesome pork quesadilla. And this place, it was just kind of okay. If, if I will go there again, I'll probably choose something different. Okay, so after that, uh, I, and Leanne's friend, Stephen Brooks, he comes and meets us, and he goes and eats with us too, and he's actually staying in the room with us. It was me, Leanne, uh, Stephen, and Michael, he was on uh, an air mattress, so we all stayed in the same room. Uh, so we decided we were going to get up at like uh, 5.30, and somebody's alarm clock went off at 5. So we all get up, and Lance Johnson's running elite, and he wanted to ride in with us because the parking lot's already like a mud bog at this point, and thank the Lord Michael drove his truck, which was a 4 by 4 and uh, so Lance Johnson drove his car to our hotel, and he got in with us and rode there. And his his wife, Lance's wife, Gina, she uh, I would think rode in with some of her friends and their kids later on. So we got breakfast at the hotel. I think I ate I ate a Lynn and Larry's cookie, which is pretty much like my staple. And, uh, I drowned, uh, myself in coconut water like the day before and maybe drink a little bit of it the morning before the race just for the extra potassium and electrolytes. Um, what did I say for breakfast that morning? Um, surprisingly the hotel had some of the stuff out for, uh, the continental breakfast there, even though they said it wasn't going to be out till six. Ooh, I had a biscuit with, a. Some sugar-free syrup on it. I love biscuits with syrup on it. Uh, I think I ate a bowl of cornflakes, and they had, like, those eggs that were, like, already, like, pre-cooked. It was, like, a round egg already fried or whatever, and I ate that, so I ate pretty good. Had a couple cups of coffee. I think I drank, before the race, like, 30 minutes before the race, I drank uh, Enduralite. No, not Enduralite. Oh, what is it? Um... Endure Elite, you know, it's kind of like got Beat Elite in it, and it's like a pre-work, pre-workout with beats. And uh, I really like that stuff. Um, I got some at the beginning of the week, and uh, I loaded it all week, and uh, I really like it. It's got a lot of beta aline in it, and I'm, that's probably not how you say that word, but it makes you feel tingly all over if you don't do a workout 30 minutes after you use it. 
But like during race, I, I didn't notice it at all. And I drank it 30 minutes before the race. And uh, so, so anyway, Lance meets up and we ride to the venue. And uh, like we said, the venue's already trashed, muddy. And uh, it, it, not for this race, but the next time I go to a muddy race, I'm going to get me some water boots to wear because the people that brought water boots were at an advantage just walking around the venue for sure. So we watched the elites go off and, um, you know, I'm getting ready for the race. And uh, I get in there. I think I'm trying to remember how many people were in our heat I want to say there was like 200. Hang on. I think I got it on my phone. Uh, so there was 194 uh, runners in the 30 to 39 heat. And uh, I know me and Jason Hart and Dan Weber was in there. And uh, uh, Caleb, uh, shoot, I'm trying to think of how to say his last name. Uh, forgive me if I butcher this, but it's Caleb Koffel, I think is his name. And, uh, Dustin Nichols were all in there. And there was a bunch of people in there. Uh, Doc B was in there and you, you might've no noticed him. He was wearing the Egyptian headdress that, uh, goes to all the races. Uh, my buddy Sven was in there. So it was a pretty packed heat. It was busy. It was just me and there were so many in there. So the race started off and you know how people do they come blasting out of the gate and shoot i bet i was in 30th place super quick right off the bat and uh we you know it, if you've never been to asheville asheville you run for maybe um i don't know quarter half a mile and then you go into this riverbed creek and it's sketchy like the footing is sketchy there's big rocks in it you can't tell how deep it is in a lot of places it's a good place to roll your ankle if you're not careful it's it's not one of those creeks you can go just sprinting through because if you do you're going to get hurt it, it's pretty it's pretty dangerous now there's some places where you can run where the rocks are sticking up out of the water and you can run across the top of them and so Anyway, so we come into this, uh, into the, uh, we come out of there and it starts climbing, you know, and we're all, you know, racing. And I remember, like, I think the first few obstacles is like some hurdles and some walls. And I remember I was running with Dan Weber and I see Dan Weber at a lot of races and we usually exchange, you know, a lot of times, if, unless he's having a good race. If Dan's having a good race, I'll never see him. And, uh, I remember, you know, thinking that, you know, I'd passed a few people and I was feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm think I'm probably in the teens, placed in the teens. And we run through and there's like a trench of water. And I remember it was right before they took pictures and I was right behind Dan at that point. And uh, we come out of there and we come up to an eight foot wall and, and Dan's, <laughs> Dan's a little shorter and you have to forgive me for this, Dan, but I went, Dan jumped up and grabbed the eight-foot wall, and he grabbed it with one hand, he fell off of it. I kind of laughed a little bit. <clears throat> forgive me. <laughs> and so I jumped up on the eight-foot wall, and that was where I actually passed him for a little while. And uh, But Dustin Nichols, he, he has a green hat on, and he wore it backwards, and I remember that hat from an older race, and I went up to him, and I was like, man, I, I know you 
from another race because I remember seeing that hat, and I think it was West Virginia last year. And uh, so I kind of had to reintroduce myself to him. And so we took off running and um, from that eight-foot wall, and I, I want to say Twister was in there, and it was still super early in the morning, and all everything was wet. The handles on Twister were wet, so... I usually opt for the rubber grips or the Velcro grips when it's wet just because I feel like even when those grips are wet, you still get a better grip than you do on the solid metal twister handles. So I went through that, didn't have any problems. I saw quite a few people over there doing burpees, but at this point, I don't know if they're, you know, at the back end of the elite or if it's people from my age group. And so I... We got so spread out, and there were so many people that took off in the front. It was hard to, I had no clue where, what position I was in. And uh, so the rig was pretty easy. It was mostly rings with a couple of ropes. The bar wasn't on it. It was just mostly rings, and it had a couple of ropes. So I didn't have any problems with that. We come to the Z-Wall, and the Z-Wall is just sitting in like a foot of water. And it was, uh, so... You, you knew there, and I like the newer Z-Wall that's got the uh, the cutout in it where you can kind of lean your stomach into it because I feel like you can balance on the blocks a lot better with, with it like that. So I didn't have any problems with the Z-Walls at all, but I did see some people that were doing uh, burpees. So some people were had problems with it probably because it was wet. And y'all, if you don't know, I usually carry gloves because I carry gloves because for overall abrasion, it, it, it saves your calluses just and for jumping over walls and stuff like that. But I never use uh, gloves on the rig, twister, um, Olympus. I usually just wear them just for overall abrasion, just for putting your hands on like the walls, you know, and just if you fall and, you know, there might be one of those little stumps, you know, you don't have a stick, just cut the crap out of your hand because I always usually will maybe run a second lap or run the day after. So I wear the gloves just simply to have, just to protect my hands, you know. I do like them for the bucket. I like them for the plate drag. And I like them for the rope climb, too, because you can slide down with just your hands on, on the rope and you don't have to use your legs at all. So I'm kind of slow going up on the rope climb, so I feel like I gain a little bit of speed coming down by just sliding with my hands with the gloves on. And so anyway, so after the Z-Wall, there's this trench of water and it is very sketchy. There's like knee-high rocks in there. So if anybody has not done Asheville before and you run through that trench, you will find those rocks. Because last year I did and hit the crap out of my shin and it was, it was pretty rough. So anyway, so yeah, I think it was about right there. I was in front of Dan for just a second. Um, I think when we got to the gauntlet of obstacles... We come in there. I didn't have any problems. No problems with the climb, the tire flip, uh, Olympus. I was lucky enough that the sun was hitting the left side of the wall that like half of the wall was dry and half of it was wet. So I was able to climb my feet up high enough and get into like a squat position that I was able to just barely finish it. And I was so stoked that I was able to make it because I was worried about it. 
I think I actually fell to my knees like right before the end. And uh, that's usually when I start failing Olympus is when I'm just all on my hands. So anyway, so I make that, you know, run th through the, the monkey bars. And the monkey bars are super wet, super wet. I mean, if there was a couple of more bars, I would have failed it on Saturday. And right after that was a sandbag. And uh, so we come around there. I see um, I'm right behind. Uh, I think I, I may have passed... Caleb Coffle right on the sandbag maybe and so I dumped my sandbag and like right behind Dan and so I'm and Dan takes off running and Dan is a great uphill climber and I'm already kind of just walking a little bit and uh I bend down and get a gel out and and Caleb passes me somewhere in there and and so Dan's out of sight super quick and uh I see Caleb kind of you know up in front of me but he's quite a ways away so I start trying to every time there's a little bit of flat I'm trying to jog you know try to make up some ground and catch up with them and finally I think I, I did cat finally catch him and I saw him post that he had a bad spill and hit his knee pretty bad and I guess that must have been after I, I'd passed him so um I think he, he still ended up placing fourth. But anyway, so we go through all the uh, the obstacles and we get to, uh, you know, the Great Wall, which is uh, an obstacle they modified, which was the Spartan Stairway to Sparta, excuse me. And so what they did was instead of, you know how it's a solid wall and then there's a gap and then there'll be like a two by four or two by six and then there's a gap, two by six, gap, two by six. So instead of it, the original solid walls there, they add to that. And so it's all a solid wall and they have rock climbing grips there. And you put your hands on the rock climbing grips that you have to pretty much just manhandle and use your upper body strength because the wall is still pretty wet. So your feet are not helping a lot. So you have to jump up and grab the, the rock crawling grips to get yourself to the first open cut where you can put your hand on the two by four. I mean, it's totally doable, but to somebody that's not, you know, really strong in their upper body and their grip strength, it's definitely going to uh, be a game changer for you. I like it. Um, but for, you know, open class racers and people that are just getting into this, that's going to be a difficult, uh, obstacle for them but i mean i like you know that you know it's still the same obstacle but they change it up to make it a little bit harder and uh bravo for spartan for doing that because it was interesting and i enjoyed it um so yeah like i said the sandbag carry it wasn't that bad i mean it had a little steep little sleep mud uh slick mud hill in it but overall it wasn't that bad so um so you come into you come down the uh a hill where the bucket carrier was at last year and uh you climb over the a-frame the a-frame at this race had a super super loose net net to it and um when i got to the top of a-frame i saw dan weber and uh dustin nichols they were at the atlas carry because it was way over there and i was thinking man i'll never catch them because they were so far ahead of me and right after that was a bucket carry, and uh, the bucket carry was 
I mean, it was super easy. I mean, it was pretty flat, and it was just out and back, and it wasn't really even that long. And so then you, you there was a steep downhill, and uh, you went back into the creek a little bit. And we came out of... We came out of the creek, and then we're back at the very end of the race. And there's one guy, I didn't know his name, but he had a red uh, tech shirt on. And I said, hey, man, are you a leader age group? And he says, I'm age group. And I was like, all right. I said, we're almost done with this race, you know. And so we come into uh, the last gauntlet, and we hit the barbed wire. And he was coming out of the barbed wire before I did, and we get to the spear throw. And I'm like, okay, here we go, you know. So he throws his spear throw, and I'm right there beside him, and he misses it. And so I'm just thinking, okay, follow through, follow through, follow through. I, and I throw the spear, and it barely hits it and sticks in. And I'm like, whoa, that was lucky. So I start sprinting after that, and uh, I saw, uh, I don't even think I saw Dustin over there doing his burpees. But So I run up the bridge, and the night before, we kind of, dorked around the hercules hoist and looked for the lighter bags because we knew they were going to be hard because uh, all the rain making the bags wet and the ropes swelling and being hard to pull through the pulleys so i found i went to the bag i thought was the easiest um from the open house but they were all pretty hard i don't really know if any of them felt lighter than others there were some that definitely felt harder than others so i went to um the, the Hercules hoist, and I pulled it up, wasn't a problem, went across the fire jump and saw Dan there, and I was talking to him, and he's like, dude, I think we were on the podium, and I'm like, really, you know, because I was thinking that, uh, I was thinking we might have been, I, I thought I was probably in the top 10, but he's like, no, I really do, I think that, uh, you know, I think I might be first, and I was like, no way, and I was like, because if you're first, that means I'm, you know, I'm pretty sick, I'm probably second, and he's like, yeah, because, um, Dustin was, he failed the spear and he was doing burpees. And I was like, I was like, man, that'd be freaking awesome. So sh sure enough, you know, I, I got super lucky, you know, making that spear throw and I pulled off second place, you know, and it's pretty cool to, you know, share the podium with Dan. Cause you know, Dan's, you know, I, th I want to say this might've been Dan's first age group. And, uh, so that was pretty awesome. You know, me and Dan, uh, I barely passed Dan. Me and Dan finished the ultra in New Jersey, and I remember we was coming down the hill, and I just finished our Hercules hoist, and I was like, Dan, you know this 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 bag right here is pretty easy. Get on it. And Dan was like right behind me. I think he finished like right behind me. And uh, me and Jason Hart, we ran a lot of the uh, tri-state ultra at the at the on the second half. We ran pretty much we exchanged and ran together like the second half of the race you know and until he missed the spear and had to do the penalty lap so it was dan and uh and jason and uh a guy named ryan we all finished the tri-state ultra about the same time so it was a cool race um and i think i'm not sure i think jason was and Jason was definitely in the top 10 on the Super Saturday. So it was pretty cool, you know, got to finish that and podium at Asheville because I felt like, you know, that was revenge, you know, having a burpee-free race and uh, coming back and getting a podium in age group after having such a bad luck at this race in previous years. And um, after that, I went to 
where that section of barbed wire was, I was waiting for my girlfriend Leanne and Steven because they ran the super race together. And I was waiting for them to come out so I could take pictures and film them. Of course, I got to, I took pictures and filmed Michael coming through there and he finished up his race. I think he posted one of those videos on his uh, Facebook page where I was giving him a bunch of shit because he was taking his time. <clears throat> and uh, Michael always gives me a bunch of shit because if I fail one obstacle and he's burpee free, he always gives me a bunch of hell. And uh, he failed a bunch of obstacles in Asheville this weekend. So I'm not going to say it was karma, but it was. Uh, so I was waiting on Leanne and Steven to come through, and I, sh I saw a bunch of listeners there, and I was telling people, you know, take the right side of the barbed wire because it was shorter because it had a really sharp 90-degree curb, and you went under this little bridge thing to get to Olympus. I was telling everybody to, you know, go right, and uh, it was funny because a bunch of kids heard me saying it, and they were starting to tell everybody, so I thought that was pretty funny. And there was like this puddle of water right before you went under the barbed wire, and it was like knee deep. And there was these two guys that come through at the same time, and they both hit that water and both had a calf cramp at the same time. I mean, it was it, it sucked, but it was kind of funny at the same time because they both just went to hollering. You, you'd have thought they'd stepped on some spikes or something. But I saw a bunch of listeners at the race totally, and uh, but I, I saw some right there coming out of that, um, coming out of the woods, and uh, it was cool to see a bunch of people out there listen to the the program or show or whatever. I sound like a dork, and uh, um, it's always cool to see people. They right in the starting line. I started talking. They were like, "Hey, I know that voice. You run the I'm a Spartan podcast." I was like, "Yep, that's my redneck voice you hear." So anyway. I couldn't stay there long enough to see Leanne come out because I wanted to take some pictures of her because it was like 12.45 and the age group awards started at 1. So went up there and, and uh, got the awards and all. And about that time, about after, right after I got the medal, Leanne crossed and she finished her first trifecta. And that was super awesome for her because she was signed up last year to do double trifecta and she broke her ankle about a year ago, which August the 29th will be a year ago she broke her ankle. So she just finished her first trifecta and she and did her first beast and she did her, her, her sprint was at Fort Benning, which that's a pretty decent, I mean, it was a long sprint, but it was, it's pretty flat and it was pretty easy. She did her first beast ever at Tri-State, New Jersey, and that's a pretty hard beast, especially for your first beast, and she killed it. And uh, not to mention, Asheville's a pretty hard super, but this is her, her second time going to Asheville, so she knew what she was getting into. So that was a pretty, a pretty tough trifecta she got there, so I was super happy and proud of her. And I got to get a finish line photo with her, which was awesome. So after that race... We were like, all right, let's go get some pizza. And if anybody has ever been to Black Mountain, there would used to be a pizza place there called um, Black Mountain Pizza Mill. And it was kind of like a locally owned deal. I swear, just a bunch of hippies were running it. And it was kind of like an indoor-outdoor restaurant. And it had this awesome view of the mountains. And it was kind of sketchy if you went into it and parked behind it because you just parked in this alleyway. But when you walked around to the front of it, it was cool. And there was just like this Labrador that just 
walked around the restaurant and you could feed it scraps and everything. But they had like a, a 40 inch pizza there. And if two people could eat this 40 inch pizza in an hour, they would pay you a thousand dollars. And uh, I always wanted to have like somebody go with me and try to do it because I love challenge meals like that. And, uh, I mean, it was like a $150 pizza, too. But it was thin crust, so it was totally doable. And uh, me and Michael had always talked about doing it, but last year we didn't go do it. And this year the restaurant closed, so it was kind of a bummer. We ended up going and getting pizza at a place called, I think it was called Father's Pizza, that was in downtown uh, Black Mountain, and it was super good. Uh, me, Leanne, Stephen... And uh, Michael, we all went there and we killed two large pizzas and then we all got dessert. And I got some carrot cake there and their carrot cake was the bomb. And so later on that night, uh, I think we went to the room and kind of just kicked back and chilled for a little while and all got uh, a, a real shower. Um, Jason did the hurricane heat that night. And so Kaylee and Matthew and Kaylee's son, Elliot, um, or Elliot did, Elliot did the kids race that day too. I think he was four years old. So he did the kids race and Michael went over there and helped with that. And so that night they wanted to go eat and we're kind of still full from eating pizza. So we went out to eat with all of them and they talked about how frugal Jason was, which was totally hilarious, hilarious. And, um, so Jason's doing his hurricane heat and somebody started doing a live feed of the hurricane heat and we were on there like, you know, putting messages on there like Jason Hart said that, you know, hurricane heats were easy and, you know, and all kind of stuff like that. And they started saying, who's Jason Hart? So that was pretty funny. So we ate at, oh, I think it's the Black Mountain Brewery or Tavern was the name of the place. And uh, we ate there last year, and um, it's pretty good. Um, one thing I don't like about the place, and uh, that place, um, the Tupelo Honey Restaurant in Asheville was the same way. They bring you water out, but they don't put ice in it, so you got to ask for a glass of ice up front. Um, so, uh, you know, um, I mean, it's not a big deal, but come on, I want some cold water. So I think we had... Me and Leanne split like an order of wings and uh, they had some kind of like pimento cheese dip or something and it brought out with nachos. It was super good. So we all hang out there and, you know, eat. And once we get done, um, I think Kaylee and Matthew, they have to go pick up Jason from the hurricane heat because Jason had a four wheel drive truck too. And I think he got done at like 10 o'clock or something that, uh, that night and so we all go to bed the next morning we get up about the same time about five o'clock and uh we go into the you know the hotel lobby eating breakfast i think that morning i pretty much just i ate my Lenny larry's cookie which i love those things especially dipping them in coffee the snickerdoodle ones are the bomb and uh i think i ate i ate lighter i think i ate a um a biscuit with syrup on it again and we're just sitting there hanging out and, uh, you know, looking at stuff on Facebook. And Ryan Kent is actually staying in the hotel. I think he come there to run the 
sprint that morning. We, we had to show him how to work a coffee pot in there because he couldn't figure it out. Um, so anyway, we leave there. We go and get ready for the sprint. And before we, you know, and the parking lot's like a mud bog, you know. And like if you had a two-wheel drive car, you probably got stuck on Sunday for the sprint. Um, there was two-wheel drive trucks getting stuck. And uh, our feet were wet before we even made it to the festival area, just because it was super muddy already. So anyway, we watched the Elite go out, and it was a small uh, heat for the Elite. I bet there was less than 40 people in the Elite heat for the sprint. And um, so we get warmed up for the sprint, and it was a smaller heat for the sprint, um, so they they actually had like all the the women started with us in the uh, in the sprint because the heat was smaller, but we still started at eight o'clock, and um, for the thirty to thirty nine, and uh, so at the beginning of the heat, Jason comes up to me and is like, "Hey, uh, Kaylee wants me to uh, run with her because I haven't run a lot of races with her, and he's asking if we're going to be there." ask him when we're going to leave after the race. And I'm like, dude, we're going to leave right after the race, you know? And he's, cause they were wanting somebody to watch Elliot while they run together because Matthew started at nine 15. And so <clears throat> he was going to run with her during her age group heat. And so that I never heard, you know, what he decided. So I get into the corral and, uh, I see Caleb up there and I'm like, dude, go get it today. You know? And, see a couple of other people, you know, and we're getting ready to race and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I'm usually not as good or fast at sprints. I kind of do better on the longer races. So I'm just there, you know, and I'm standing at the front and I'm thinking, what am I doing right here at the front? I'm not going to be able to hang with these guys coming out of front. So the race starts and everybody comes out of the gate, killing it. Caleb is flying i mean he is running like if he's not running a 5k pace he's running like a mile pr pace he is flying and i'm sure you know it's like a half a mile before you get to the creek and i know i'm probably in 12th place going into the creek but i felt good when i got to the creek and so you know i start passing a few people and like right before we come out of the creek, I catch up with Caleb and I'm like, dude, man, you come out of there flying, man. I don't see how you're doing that. And he says that, you know, that's the way I do it. You know, I like getting to my red line and working from there. And I was like, <clears throat> I was like, man, you're a beast. And so we come out of the water and I'm in first and I'm thinking, what am I doing in first? I'm never in first. You know, I'm usually always guessing, you know, I never can see first place, you know, the whole race. And so I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I'm going to get past any minute. And, uh, so when we come out of the Creek where the first water station is, there's like a slow upgrade and, and, and I don't usually do good there. And, and Caleb comes around me and I'm like, this is where I'm fixing to get past, you know, by a bunch of people. And he, he takes off and I'm trying to kind of stay up with him and some people gain on me, but nobody really passes me. And so we hit the first steep climb. 
and I'm right behind Caleb, and there's about three or four other guys who are like on our heels, and I can hear them back there. And these heels are kind of steep right here at this point. <laughs> and I remember, and we're all just breathing, you know, breathing our lungs out. And I'm, and me and Caleb are like right beside each other, and we come up on this hill that's really slick. And I'm like, and I said, I'm going to this side right here because it looks like so I can grab on some of these trees, you know, and everybody's just, you know, breathing. And I'm like, why are y'all running so effing fast? I'm breathing fire, you know, just, you know, I'm, I'm a talker. I always talk during the race. Some people probably hate it, but I don't know. I mean, shoot, I'm running beside you. I might as well say something, right? You know? So I get ahead of Caleb just by a little bit and, you know, start bombing some downhills and climbing some other hills and um, I think like, you know, the first obstacle again is, uh, the eight foot wall. No, I think it was a seven foot wall or no, it was hurdles. So the first sprint obstacle was like a hurdle. And then we come up to the plate drag and I notice I'm already ahead by a pretty good bit. I don't know if it's cause I bombed a downhill and got ahead. Um, cause I'm pretty good at technical downhills, but I mean, I could hear people behind me. And so the plate drag was cake on Saturday, but on Sunday, when I come up to it, I could see a bunch of waves, like in the terrain where it was at and like places where the plate could drag could get stuck on and you'd have to stop what you're doing and reset it. And luckily I found one that was looked pretty flat. So I went to that one and grabbed it and it was flat and, uh, one of the guys that was right behind me, he got the one right beside me, and sure enough, he he pulled it a couple of tugs, and it got caught with him. So I finished it, like, pretty fast. I had a really good one. I got lucky on the choice I made. And after that, it was a downhill, and I was like, I'm in first place. I'm going to start killing this downhill. And so I bet I got, I don't know, at least two-tenths, maybe a quarter-mile lead, maybe. And... uh I saw Jason running up the hill to the plate drag as I was running down, and I was like, oh, cool. I guess he did decide to uh, run it. And I saw Sven, too. They were kind of right there with each other. And um, so I'm running, and I'm in first place just freaking out in the back of my head. So I'm like, okay, man, I'm in first place. I'm in first place, you know. And, like, I'm coming up on some uphills, and I'm thinking, should I try to – you know, keep running up this hill or should I like fast walk it and conserve my energy? I'm like totally freaking out, you know, because just being in first place in a Spartan race is just something I've never done. And I, I come up on the multi-rig and I'm thinking I'm just going to hit this wide open, you know, and not take a breath. And so, you know, I, I jump on it and grab the ring. It's got good momentum and notice that the rings are kind of slippery and you know, one guy was right there before me, but he was in the elite heat. He went like two rings and fell off. And so we hit the multi-rig and I get off it and I'm okay. You know, the inverted walls, like right after that, and I'm passing water stations and like, you know, I'm in first place. I'm just going to skip the water stations, you know, so I can keep going. And so I'm doing all that and I'm thinking, man, I can't believe that, you know, I'm still hanging, you know, like first place. And so we get a twister. I hit twister and I hear people behind me. So they're catching up with me. 
I go through Twister. I don't have any problems. There's a bunch of people from the Elite Heat that are over there um, doing uh, burpees because they failed it. And like I said, you know, Twister's wet. And uh, I went to the Black Grips and I did it and I was pretty good and <clears throat> um, didn't have any problems there. And there's like a small gravel hill that you go up from Twister. And if you remember where the bucket carry was at last year, that was the hill. So I'm going up it, and then I'm about to go down the other side. And where I went down at was where you went up the hill with the bucket last year. And at the bottom of that hill, like where you filled up your bucket, that's where the A-frame was. So I hit the A-frame. I get all the way to the top of the A-frame, and I'm kind of like, I don't, when I come over the A-frame, if there's nobody below me, I'll just roll over it. I won't grab nothing and just tumble down it. And when it's loose, it's it's a lot slower. So it was so loose that it, I got stopped right there at the bar. And I remember hearing somebody coming up the A-frame and they said, go Scott. And I'm not sure who it was. So right after that was the Atlas carry. I go over there and do that. And I'm over there doing my burpees. For the atlas carry and i see the guys catching up with me and they're grabbing the atlas ball and caleb's right there i don't remember seeing jason but you know caleb's right there and so i finished the atlas and i'm you know trying to run as fast as i can you know and that's when you're running down that cliff that you always see in the pictures for Asheville, where it's that kind of leveled ledge of rock and i'm running down that hill and if you look in my photos that I posted and I shared the, uh, the, uh, I shared my photo album with the I'm a Spartan podcast, uh, Facebook page, but there's a picture where you can see me kind of coming down this gravel road and Caleb is right behind me in the green shorts. And we were in first and second place right there. And so I remember, you know, you come up, there's this little hip hill that's probably like three feet tall and it goes down like a steep embankment to get to the bucket carry and i remember just cl jumping clean over that and just f falling down that hill you know and i go and grab a bucket and uh you know i try to kind of like fast walk and kind of jog with it the best i can you know and there's some elites that were passing right there and i make the turn and i'm coming back and to bring it back and the bucket carry was super easy and i see caleb there and I want to say there might have been somebody behind Caleb. And then there was Jason. And uh, I see Jason and I'm like, Jason, I'm in first place, man. I was like, come catch me. You're faster than me, you know. Because that's the way I am, you know. I mean, I know Jason's faster than me and he can catch me. And me and Jason, we always cheer each other on. If I know what your name is, I'm going to say, hey, man, go get it, you know. Because that's just the way I am. I mean, I mean... I'm not no professional at this and I like having fun and I'd rather have fun with my friends than have fun with, you know, people that don't want to talk and they just want to do, you know, the best they can. But I mean, if that's what you want to do, I understand that I'm probably still going to cheer you on. I mean, you don't have to say anything back to me if you don't want to. I just think it's fun. You know, you know, it's like, to me, I look at it like this. We're brothers first, competitors second, you know, so I'm out there having fun, running with my brothers, running with my friends, you know. And so I'm going to cheer you on even if I'm in first place, you know, because I want you to go out there and do your best race 
just like I'm out there trying to do my best race. So, anyway, <clears throat> enough of that rant. So, we finished the bucket carry. And um, so then right after the bucket carry, it's just a series of, uh, you know, climbs. You'll go down a little bit. And, um, or no, hold on. I got the map. So pretty much after the bucket carry, you run, kind of go up a hill and you come back down. You cross the stream and then you come back in. Uh, shoot, sorry. I'm looking at the map. So after the bucket carry, which was 24, I believe you come back into, let's see, what was obstacles? So, you come back into the trail. What was eight? So then I think you, maybe that was when you hit the multi rig and inverted wall. Looking at the, looking at this. So anyway, so after that you come back into where the gauntlet's at. So hit the rope climb. I don't have any problems. And when I come into the venue, Leanne's there, and she says. Only like six people have been able to flip the tire in the elite heat ahead of us. And she said that, uh, and I don't know how accurate that was, but anyway, so I'm thinking, oh crap, you know. She said that the tire's getting stuck to the mud, and so I, I'm okay. I go climb the rope, and I, I run up to the tire, and sure enough, there's still like a bunch of people there trying to flip the tire. There's uh, people in the burpee pit doing burpees on the tire still from the elite heat. Um, I go to a tire and I can't feel the tread on it. So I go to the next tire and I feel the tread on it. And by the way, I've got my gloves on still. I think I flipped the tire with my gloves on both days. So if that gave me advantage, I mean, I don't know if maybe that, uh, helped grip the wet rubber better, but I did have them on. So, um, I found a good size, uh, I got a good grip on the tread. I flipped it over. And uh, I lowered it back down on my hands and flipped it over the second time. And I'm not going to lie. I was over there like doing a dead man lift and going, <laughs> trying to flip it back over because it was definitely heavier that next day. And uh, I saw Caleb there, but I, I didn't know if he had flipped it or not. But I think later on he told me that he wasn't able to flip it. And so I'm running around and I, I go into the slip wall and I know to myself, I was like, Jason will flip that tire because Jason's a freaking beast. He's way stronger than me. And I knew he would flip it. And so Leanne's right there. And I said, I'm in first place. I'm in first place, you know. And so I come up out, out from under the slip wall trying not to drown and swallow all that brown water at the same time. And I'm just looking at Olympus when I come up. And I was like, all I got to do is just pass this. If I can just pass this, I'll be doing great. And so I get there and uh, I go to the same wall I did the day before and it's just super muddy, super wet. And uh, I pretty much have to go to my knees immediately. Um, there was one time I fell a grip and was on one arm and I reached back up and was able to get back on it. And I made it to like maybe the sheet of plywood before the last one and my hand slipped off. And I was hanging low, and I just did not have the strength to reach back up and grab another hold. Not even the lowest one. So I had to take the fail there. 
I go over there and start doing my burpees and uh, held my composure pretty well. And uh, I'm probably 10 burpees in. And uh, I see Jay, I heard the bell ring, and here comes Jason Hart. And I, I holler at him. I was like, Jason, you're in first place, man. Go get it. You know, and, and I'm thinking, crap, that sucks, you know. So I, I do about five more, and uh, I see Caleb comes through. He makes Olympus, and he starts going. I finish up my burpees, and uh, um, I heard the bell ring behind me, and I'm jogging, like, so slow because I was already winded from trying to run as fast as I could anyway. And after doing the burpees, that just zapped it out of me. Zapped it out of me. And I'm thinking, okay, the monkey bars are next. And I'm sure they're going to be just as wet as they were from yesterday. And uh, so I get there. And there was a bunch. Of, there was a pond you run by. And there was all these granite rocks that were right there before it. So I try to wipe my hands off on the granite rocks. Ooh, we're already into an hour. Um, sorry, this, this episode is going to be kind of long. So uh, we're at those granite rocks, and I try to dry my hands off the best I could. I hit the monkey bars, and they're super wet. They're super muddy. I think I made it to the last bar, and I slipped off of it and hit the bell at the same time. And later on, I talked to somebody, and they were like, yeah, you did, because I saw it. I was over there doing burpees. And so there was a water station right there, and um, I knew I was in third place. And so... I ran with a cup of water and doused my head with another cup of water. I hit the sandbag, and um, and I'm trying to go as fast as I can with the sandbag. And um, oh, what is his name? Um, but the guy that finished the wall, he failed the monkey bars, and he was right behind me. And I can't remember his name. You have to apologize. I apologize for that. And so he failed it. And then there's another guy that's pretty much right on my on my tail that he's doing the sandbag. And I think his name was Jean-Pierre, I think was his name. And so, you know, I have a little bit of wind in me. So once the sandbag carry got flat, I kind of halfway run, walked, and, and dropped it. And then after that, there was a couple of, you had to do that cargo net up the cliff. And then there was kind of a steep incline that was just a gravel road incline. And uh, I was up there and I was kind of fast walking and I saw Jean-Pierre come up out of the woods and I was, I just kind of started slow jogging up that hill. And I'm thinking, I'm going to try to hold third, you know. Maybe I can come in and still make the podium and hold third, you know. And there's so much more adrenaline rush when you know you're in a podium position, you know. And that's what's so crazy about it, you know, because most of the time I don't know what position I'm in. And so I bomb a couple of downhills that are in the woods and, you know, I think we cross over the creek again. There was a little bit more creek run. And so I come up out and I hit the barbed wire and I try to go through the barbed wire as fast as possible. And uh, Leanne's there um, saying, uh, Jason missed his spear. And I'm thinking, Okay, well, maybe I can make some ground on them. So I go there, and uh, I throw my spear, and I hit my spear. And I think Caleb had just hit his spear. I was seeing him run off, I think, if I remember right. And so we're right there at the bridge, and I am I think he he's right in front of me going up the bridge. I hit the bridge, and I run across the top of the bridge so fast. And um, I saw Killian do it in Utah. I think it was Utah, 
where you go down the bridge, but instead of turning around backwards and crawling down like a ladder, you go forwards. And I noticed that it looked like he went down the bridge faster going forwards. So Saturday I did that and I liked it. But Sunday I ran across the top of it so fast. And luckily I was to the guardrail edge where they have this little handrail that's on the side kind of blocking you from falling off the side of it. So I almost fell going down it. And that would have been awful because I probably would have got hurt. So luckily I was able to grab that side rail and catch myself before I fell too far. I think I skipped a couple of boards and catch myself. So <clears throat> I'm there at the bottom. I run up to the same Hercules hoist bag I used the day on Saturday. I pulled it about halfway up and my hands are just slipping through the rope. It's so super muddy. And I couldn't get it. So I was like, okay, I'll run around to the other side where Jason and Caleb are trying to lift theirs up. I pulled one bag and the pulley started squealing on it. And I'm like, nope, that's not a good one. So I go to the next one right there. I pulled it up. It probably went about halfway. Couldn't do it. So I see Jason. He stops and he goes do starts doing his burpees. I was like, if Jason can't get the Hercules hoist up, I know I can't. So I go over there and I start doing burpees besides Jason. And I'm thinking he's probably already 10 in. There's no way I can catch him. And so I'm over there doing them. And I might be, I don't know, five or eight in. And Caleb comes over there and starts doing it too. And I'm thinking, man, this is like Lindsey Webster and Faye Stinning at the 2017 World Championships having their, their burpee offer. <coughs> no, it was 2016 where they did that. And I'm like, here's first, second, and third. We're all doing burpees at the same time. And I ain't going to lie, Caleb come over there and he did his first 10 way faster than I did mine. And I'm over there gassing out and I'm like, dang, he might beat me in doing these burpees. And, you know, you always take your headband off. And I took that little five second break to when he dropped my headband back on the ground, I picked it up and just stood there a couple of seconds and put my headband back on. I was able to bang out the last I don't know, 10 or 5 burpees I did, and I think I did an extra one just to be sure. You know, I, I had more than 30 in there. Jason had already run across, and I ran in, pulled off a second place, and Caleb was just right there behind us. And I think we all collapsed on the ground right there at the end. I mean, we were just super gassed. It was such an epic race, such an epic battle between these two badasses, you know, and I was just like, man, that had to be like one of my best races ever. I got to experience something I'd never experienced before. And that was being in first place and just being in a position where you knew your placement the whole time. It was just, it was awesome. It was epic, you know, and it was just cool that I was up there with a couple of guys I knew. One of my good friends, Jason, got the podium and for him to do that and doing the hurricane heat and the super the day before, man, my hat's off to him, man. I was super happy for him. But what was so funny is, uh, um, so we're after we finally catch our breath, I stand up and I go to shake Jason and I was like, "Hey, man, good." I said, "I said, way to go out there." And I grabbed his hand like I'm shaking his hand and I put my leg behind him and I trip him and lower him to the ground and get on top of him and start punching them and I was like why didn't you run with your girlfriend today 
And he's like, because you said you were leaving after the race. So it was pretty funny. I couldn't have been more happy for him, but it's fun to just have a good friend you can race with and you can joke around with. Um, last year at the, the, the Virginia race, about five of us ran together at the sprint for that trifecta weekend. And, um, me and Jason were kind of like wrestling and tackling each other all the way through the barbed wire. And, and then the dunk wall was right after that. And as soon as he come up out from under the dunk wall, I like tackled him and dunked him under the water. So it was super cool. You know, it's always fun when you can have a good time out there with friends and all. And it was, it was, uh, a really awesome moment just to be up there on the podium with two people that I knew and uh, just to share that experience with them. And in the photos, you can see where I, I bowed on one knee and put my hands up to just bow to Jason, you know, and it was, it was super cool. I mean, it was just had to be one of the coolest races weekends I'd ever had, you know, and just to come back at Asheville and just get revenge on that course. That was awesome to me. And I was there with my girlfriend, and I love her to death, and she got her first trifecta, and it was just, we had a great time, great friends, and uh, made new friends, uh, I met a lot of listeners there, and uh, got some really cool pictures, um, um, it was just fun, it was awesome, I wish every race could be like that, but I know it's not, Uh so after that race, what did me and Leanne did? We went back to that father's pizza. Me and her killed a Supreme. Me and her together killed that Supreme pizza. So that was a good post-race meal, without a doubt. Um, so that pretty much concludes Asheville. I'm trying to think if I left anything out. Oh, one thing that was even cooler is so, you know, Dan, he got first place on saturday so when we come across the finish line dan is volunteering and he was actually there to put my medal around my neck and he was like man i wish i'd have run with y'all <laughs> and so it was just it was cool and um that was that was awesome you know just a lot of good good friends great community it was a great race and just the way that race ended i'll never forget it that's to me that has to be probably my favorite race now was that race that I got to bang it out with some friends on both days and uh, share the podium with uh, some friends and some new friends that I made on both days. It was just epic. It was awesome. And I'll never forget it. Well, um, so that's the end of this episode. Sorry it was kind of long and I'm sorry it kind of turned into kind of a episode about me but um like i said it's been really hectic busy week and uh i just wanted to get something out there um my next race will be uh well i'll be in rugged for next weekend so if any of y'all are running rugged in conyers you know come holler at me me and mike are gonna run two laps and we're talking about going to the vortex after that and uh getting some awesome burgers if you've never ate at the vortex in atlanta you do not know what you're missing so if anybody wants to hang out maybe run a lap with us come on and go get some awesome burgers with us later um then after that i'm going to west virginia uh last night uh jody i did a live questionnaire video on that and um they said some cool things. You might want to go check it out. I shared the link on the uh, I'm a Spartan podcast uh, page. Uh, so if you're going to that race, you might want to watch that. But they also said 
a couple of cool things. Um, the log carry is going to be hard, which it was hard last year on the Beast. And they're also going to have uh, an obstacle that they had at World Championships last year where it's a monkey bar twister combo where it's like you go through a section of monkey bars and then it's a section of twister and then a section of monkey bars and then that's it. But it or or it might be the other way around where it's monkey bar or it might be twister, monkey bars, twister, and then that's the end. But it has two bells on it. So I think if you make it to the first bell and hit it and fall off, you only have to do 30 burpees. But if you don't make it to the first bell, you have to do 60 burpees. That was the way they did it at World Championships last year. So let's see how they do it here this year. They also said that if you go to West Virginia and run all three races, the Beast, the Sprint, and the Super, that you get a special trifecta medal for doing all three races on that weekend, which is super awesome because, you know, they do that in some of the other countries, and this is, I think, the first time they're doing that in the U.S., so that'll be an awesome medal to add to your collection if you're a metal whore like I am or a metal addict. So, all right, guys, if you managed to listen to me talk this whole episode about me and a race I did this weekend, thank you so much, and, and thank you again for coming out on the course and uh, just are sending me messages and saying, hey, man, um, I like the podcast. I mean, it really, it, it inspires me to do more. Um, it makes me, you know, want to keep doing this because like I said, I don't get paid to do this. I do this for the fun of it, you know? And, um, I mean, so, you know, it, it, it helps to, it, it encourages me to do more when I get, when people say, hey man, I listen to the podcast. It sucks, you know, but keep at it, you know, you're getting better. You know, I mean, that helps. I'll I'll take constructive criticism, you know, and if you've got ideas or people you feel like I need to interview, you know, shoot it my way. If you've got a story to tell, let me know, you know, I'll interview you. Man, um, I enjoy doing this. My schedules is kind of crazy. I usually can only do them like after 5.30, you know, or like after 5, you know, on weekdays, you know, so, but we'll work it out, you know. I'll try my best to work with everybody's schedule. So, um, like I said, I'll be at Rugged. I'll be at West Virginia. Um, looking forward to both of those races. Uh, um, if you see me at the race, come up to me and say what's up. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes if you want. Um, tell us how much we suck. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I'm trying to do more on both of those. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard. Uh, but uh, anyway, we'll see you at the next race. Peace!